Welcome to Healing the City podcast. In this episode, Amanda, Mark Wart, and Adrian Crawford continue their discussion of the institution and disabilities and what it looks like to heal the city one person at a time. We do continually think as people with disabilities as the broken one. They're chair-bound. They have an intellectual dis... Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, when you get the diagnosis. Yeah. And... I actually know a woman who is um, an influencer in the social media community. And she, when she was given the diagnosis of her son mm-hmm. six years ago, mm-hmm. so he's little, They, he said at best he'll be flipping burgers mm. at McDonald's. At right. best. Right, right. So you can do the humane thing and let him be born. And he can die here and you don't have to do the heart surgery that he needs. And that's like six years ago. Right. And so and I have countless I have countless stories about this. Yeah. When in reality. We're the broken ones. Mm -hmm. If we're continually putting emphasis and attention to people who start a company and have are, you know, four hundred and fifty dollar bill, four hundred and fifty have four hundred and fifty billion dollars. Yeah in their in stock in their company and we say wow look at that isn't that so great look at he can't spend that money yeah yeah, in his lifetime yeah he can't spend it ridiculous yeah and meanwhile we have all these people who are suffering yes and struggling yes and so as we continually idolize the rich and the successful and meanwhile forget about all these people who need love and attention and 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 who need community then we're the broken ones. Yeah. You know? Be- yeah, you're right. Because what it is, is like the whole system is based off of what do we value? And the base right. value in our system is productivity and success. Yeah. Well, in cu- communal cultures, that's not necessarily the case. And it varies from culture to culture. But what they tend to value more is connection, is interconnectedness. Mm-hmm. Not productivity, but interconnectedness. And so that's why you see that they they tend to, ha- their communities tend to look very different mm-hmm. than industrialized countries, first world countries that value productivity because we want everything to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, where they're just like, we want everything to be more interconnected. Um within ourselves between us and nature between us and other families between us and other communities uh, all these different rhythms flow together Mm -hmm. Um, and so i think how that impacts mental health like for instance there are third world say third world communal communal um cultures where what we would call schizophrenia they value as that person being a seer in the community, mm-hmm. right? So they see that as somebody who we're going to give you a job that is appropriate to your ability, like, right. you know, Which whatever is what that is. should be doing. Right. So you have productive work and then we're going to pair you up with a mentor, somebody else who has also struggled with, say they don't even say it as struggle, like somebody else who has also experienced what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, they're going to help you learn how to manage it and make sure that you're still productive. Because what we know um, is that, for instance, like with schizophrenia, like we're super freaked out by the idea of auditory and visual hallucinations, but it's actually in very, very common. Mm-hmm. It's way more common than we know. 
And that the more uh, a person has experienced trauma, the more likely it is that those hallucinations will be self-persecutory or other persecutory, meaning um, the more that those voices are going to be mean and tell me to harm myself or harm somebody else. Mm -hmm. But that when we support that person and allow those, um, either help them to understand how you can get the message underneath the voice that if that voice is telling you to harm yourself, that's a red flag that you're feeling stressed. And so mm-hmm. what do I need to do to take care of myself and lower my stress levels, mm-hmm. right? Or that um, if it's telling you that the world is not safe and somebody's following you and they're going to hurt you, it it's maybe saying like, oh, all that trauma that you experienced from that abusive relationship or that boyfriend who attacked you or whatever trauma it was, like you haven't processed that. And mm-hmm. it's still it's still in us. It's in our physiology and we need to release it. Right. Right. But we that's not the process that we go through. The process that we go through is, oh, my God, you're hearing voices. That's weird and scary. Here, go over to this place and stay there for two weeks. And here's your antipsychotic medication and your clonidine that's going to knock you out and just go sleep it off for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Then they go back out on the streets and it just they can't keep up with the medication because they're not regulated people. Uh, And so they go off the medication again and then they're back in the hospital. And it's just like this revolving wheel. And meanwhile, we're not as neighbors and friends. Right. Loving and supporting each other or even aware, you know, of uh, maybe how to love and support. I actually have schizophrenia on both sides Mm -hmm. of my family or those members are both um, gone now. But I, you know, Mm -hmm. it's part of my family history. And and, um, so it's very common, Mm -hmm. you know, and and learning how to love and care for that. I mean, it's something that I still need to love and grow in yeah so as we think about both of us have chosen to be part of this church in tucson called the village Mm -hmm. maybe we could talk a little bit about what makes the village different or or Mm -hmm. how we find ourselves in a community like this and Mm -hmm. maybe you know yeah yeah well I, i think what we're talking about as far as like when people struggle with whatever it is they're struggling with um that our base value is that we're going to come around and we're going to embed people stronger, right? Mm -hmm. And so we are a system that values that within a system that does not. Mm-hmm. Right. We live in a first world country. Um, the, the the system that we're embedded in still values productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are not those uh, supports outside the village that we would maybe long for mm-hmm. to support us in supporting people with their struggles. Um, so I think part of our work and part of what it looks like here is to create uh, like a place where people can be understood and cared for Mm -hmm. and not sent away or rejected Mm -hmm. um, because they have whatever you know whether it's uh, alcoholism or whether it's uh, down syndrome or whether it's autism spectrum disorder you know or just marriage troubles and Mm -hmm. whatever it is whatever Mm -hmm. it is that we understand these things arise from and are part of your story Mm-hmm. And we want to know your story and come up with the best way to be able to support you and help you walk through it instead of like just deny, right? right? Just hide it mm-hmm. and and keep pressing on. And eventually you're going to break down and like then we'll send you to rehab and hide you away or, you know, we'll send you off 
some other place and you fix it. Sometimes we still have to support our people by using those systems because that's what's available to us, right? And it's right. not necessarily that those things are completely worthless. They're not. Right. Um, but I think when when you send people away and then they come back to a system, a family, a culture, a community that wants them to again hide that's where the problem comes from. Right. Right. And we're very, we're very accepting and willing to be open and, and receive people where they are and, and in yeah. their stories. And do like what you were saying that you would love to see on the playground mm-hmm. of like, we're going to, instead of giving the mom the stink eye and like, why is your kid throwing a fit and being mean? Like, I'm going to walk over to you and hear your story. Right. And I'm going to wrestle through what does it look like for me to support my kids in playing with your kids even though it can be challenging sometimes yeah absolutely and i love that our church is built on this idea that we all have gifts to share and 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 that it's a very volunteer-based ministry and so we are the people who cook Mm -hmm. either breakfast or dinner Mm -hmm. on sundays depending on which service you go to we are the people who clean the building Mm -hmm. and do kids you Mm -hmm. know worship and and so in that, there's always a job for Bentley. He yeah. has started to offer communion on Sundays, which mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful things that I've been able to witness as a mother mm-hmm. here is seeing him go up there mm-hmm. and, you know, offer mm-hmm. the sacrament to our community. And he looks forward to cooking. Yeah. And so when he's starting to spiral out and yeah. and just getting what we call menace mode, which mm-hmm. we obviously say in a lot of love, I know there's negative connotations yeah, 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 yeah. to that word, but what we mean is that he's he's just not focused on anything and he's just kind of antagonizing everyone. Yeah. And so he's dysregulated, right? It's yeah, like and how so, I say it. yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. learning to say, Okay, what could he do right you do you want to yeah. greet people when they come in? Let's let's find right. out what's going on in the kitchen. Maybe you can help cut yeah. some things Instead up. Instead of like, oh my god, like really cool. get over here, you're embarrassing me. Yeah, and like get, get you know, we, we have to go to the back room. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. different in that. Like I know I've had a lot of conversations with my kids when they were first getting to know Bentley or when they were getting to know some of the other kids in our church that also have other struggles, whether it's behavioral or if there's like a formal um, diagnosis. And talking about who is that person what is their story mm-hmm. um, what are the behaviors that you're going to see what are the struggles that you're having and how can you balance saying these are my boundaries and I don't want you to like cross this I'm not going to let you like abuse me mm-hmm. but at the same time still walking into like okay sometimes Bentley doesn't know that like he's playing a little too rough Mm-hmm. Right. So it's OK for you to say you're playing too rough and get some space. Right. But it's not OK for you to come running to me or another adult and be like, Bentley hit me and he's being mean. Right. That we want to like find the balance. We want to wrestle with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the village offers. And I see that go out. So we teach it here. We live it here. But I see the same attitudes going on for my kids in their school. Mm-hmm. Right. So. My daughter is especially good at talking through this stuff. Um, I think my boys do it, but they don't necessarily talk to me about it as much. Sure. Right? Where where my daughter will come home and say like, oh, this person at school is really struggling with um, bullying or like being mean or calling names. And But I'm trying to like really be patient with them and I'm trying to support the people that they're hurting. And I just give her a hug if she's upset and I mm-hmm. stand up for her and tell the other person not to. But I also know that like something's 
going on with them that they're feeling that they need to be mean, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it starts here and then it spreads out. And that's the vision of the village is healing the city one person at a time. Right. It's the training ground here. And mm-hmm. then every person that goes here goes out and touches their part of the city. Right. And spreads that and, and just gives everybody a little bit of a taste of, of the light instead of rejection and hide and go somewhere else and you're shameful. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and that we were able to have this conversation and um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good conversation. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. So you've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Adrian Crawford. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.